Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Chewing It. This is Kevin Heffernan on behalf of Steve Lemmy. Thanks for joining us. We have a great episode this week. We reconnected with a guy we worked with a long time ago. His name's Chad Stahelski, and he is the director of the movie John Wick, which is a movie that Lemmy and I love. We worked with Chad on Beer Fest. We worked with him on Dukes of Hazard, and he was a stunt coordinator back then and a, and a second unit director, and uh, he worked in that capacity on a lot of your favorite movies, The Matrix, uh, The Hunger Games movies, The Expendables movies, just to name a few. We talk about a lot of them on this. He was the double for Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. He's had a very long and amazing career which culminated with directing John Wick. And now it was cool. We went on a little field trip and we met up with him in the edit room for John Wick 2. John Wick 2 has been shot. Uh, he just directed that one too. And um, he took some time out of his busy editing schedule to shoot the shit with us a little bit. And we talked about all kinds of great things about directing and, and about John Wick and about past movies and uh, really, really interesting conversation. I think you're really going to like it. Before we get to it, a few pieces of business. We have live shows coming up. The next one coming up, we're going to go back to Albuquerque, New Mexico. July 14th, that's a Thursday night. We're going to be at the Santa Ana Star Casino, just north of Albuquerque. That's July 14th. So come on out. The tickets are available for that. And then um, we're going to take uh, a few weeks off to shoot a certain movie. And then we are going to be on the East Coast in September. On September 9th, we will be at Foxwoods Theater in my home state of Connecticut. The next night, we'll be up in Boston. That's September 10th, Saturday night. We will be at the Wilbur Theater in Boston. All the tickets are available if you go to heffernandlemmy.com. The links are there. You can get tickets for all those shows. And then uh, it looks like the fall shipping up pretty nicely, too. October, November, December, we got a bunch of dates. We're going to come back to Phoenix. We'll be back to Madison, Wisconsin, Calgary. Uh, we're going to go up to Portland and uh, Philadelphia. So uh, uh, we'll get all that info up there on heffernlemmy.com when the tickets are up. You have to come see us in the fall. The next piece of business, this episode of Tune In is brought to you by Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve is the best place to buy toys, lingerie, and more. And we ain't talking kid toys here, you know what I mean? It's got everything you or your special someone wants. So go to adamandeve.com. For a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. And when you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free DVDs. And again, not kid DVDs, you know what I'm talking about over here? Grown-up DVDs. Plus, you get a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order the good thing is that they bill and ship discreetly, so no one will know what weird shit you buy, huh? Go to adamandeve.com, use code CHEW at the checkout, that's C-H-E-W at adamandeve.com. Use code C-H-E-W so they know who sent you. Adam and Eve, keeping the lights on. All right, there's the business. Now let's get on to our conversation with Chad. Such a cool conversation, uh, interesting guy, great stories. If you love movies, you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So enjoy the chew, everybody. Now entering Nerdist.com. True it. With a guy named Kevin. True it. And this other guy, Steve. True it. From the TV and the movies. And now this podcast straight. True it. They're gonna get chewy. True it. They might even get me. True it. But they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. Yeah. Is it now? Is this on? Are we on? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. The Recording podcast good. is called Chewing It. So we chew first. <laughs> Believe me, this goes out to a lot of people here. You're doing something respectable. This is journalism 101 right here. He's busy. He has that look of like a director who's in the editing room. Like you, you, right, you like walk in at the beginning of the day and you're like, I want to get through this by the end of the day. 
and then you hit lunchtime, and you're not even close. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, who the fuck is coming in and interrupting me? And it's us. Sure, sure. It's usually the studio, so you guys are a welcome change. Yeah. Okay, okay. But Chad, I'd be curious. Well, let's chew. Okay. So I like to chew. Do a quick chew. Yeah. I'm a buffalo chicken strip. What, is you, what do you eat in the uh, editing room? What's uh, your thing? See that bottle of scotch over there? Yeah. That's not yours at 8 a.m., though, dude. Mm. Or 10 a.m.? <laughs> when you, you come know, in, is it? <laughs> although Lefroig. That's a heavy duty. That's a smoky. That's a burn. That's a meal right there. That's as peaty as you get. Yeah. It's all four food groups. That's good. I like that after Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, a glass <laughs> of I like of that Freud. before Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> See, that's well, what, what is that? About. Like your three o'clock snack or no? You don't do that. What's that? That's my get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> you know, this is perfect. <laughs> then I go to sleep with a little cup of coffee. It's good. Let's introduce our guest so I can make a joke about okay. that. Okay. It's good because, you know, we're already talking about Scott. That, like, I, like, I like when we talk to guys like stunt background. Yeah. Like Chad's a fighter. Are you not talking to your mic right now? Or? I am. Okay. I'm, I'm holding mine as far away from mine as Chad is because otherwise I'll be super fucking loud and Chad will be super fucking quiet. But this is what I mean. Like the stuntmen, they do that. So they wake up and have a fucking belt of scotch, <laughs> of peaty scotch. Old school. Yeah. Because he's got aches and pains. Do you have aches and pains? That, no, not really. Just because you're the best. Because you're yeah. the best he, in the business. Because he, he changed to you know fight choreographer early in the game, right? Yeah, so I stopped performing around 35. Right, so That's I, got, I got out pretty good. Can we, we introduce him, please? <laughs> Sorry. So, so we can, Sorry. Joining us in the podcast, yeah. Chad Stahelski. He's a director. He's a writer. He's a stunt coordinator. A fight coordinator. A fight choreographer. You consider yourself still a stunt man? Retired. Retired stunt. Man. Okay. Retired. Currently. Stuntman. He has just directed John Wick and is now doing John Wick 2. Right. We're actually sitting in the editing room of John Wick 2, and uh, we're huge fans of John Wick. But he's also, if you, like a gazillion movies, he's had a part in making them great. Yeah. Movies that you love, like The Matrix, The Hunger Games movies, The Expendables movies. Yeah. Well, right. you know, the fact that... We're sucking your dick a little bit, sorry. That's yeah, good. you Suck doubled away. Keanu in Point Break. I did not. Oh, you didn't? I joined him right afterwards. A guy named Billy Mort's a really good stunt guy, Dublin Point Brink. I I hooked up with him on the first Matrix. Okay. Let me ask you this. Like, when you you see a movie star out there that you look like, or you think you look like, do you start to pursue that guy? No, actually, I... I, No. I don't think there's any that really look like anybody. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I'm pretty goofy looking, so... I think Keanu was the only one I was close enough to I have dudes that call me up still. Like, they're like, uh... Hey man, you working on anything? John Candy still around? Yeah, like I have the big guy. <laughs> I have the big guys, right? So there's a dude now who Uncle who, Buck too. Uncle Buck too. I actually get him in that, yeah. right? Yeah, but I, I get guys that call me up, still, and I, I run into him once in a while. Ken Clark, I ran into the other day. Oh, mm-hmm. Ken Clark, yeah. you know Ken Clark? Yeah, of course. He's a nice guy. I ran. I was on mm-hmm. the uh, some set. I was shooting something else, and he was the uh, he was the stunt coordinator for Ouija Board Two. Oh, was he really? Yeah. Oh, good for oh, was Ken. Was it Ouija too? Ken used to Ouija? do the uh, Wild West show up at Universal. Yeah, he was yeah. A live show guy that got into film. He's a good guy. He's <laughs> great. He doubled me on Club Dread, Dukes of Hazard, <clears throat> Slam and Salmon, <clears throat> and something else. You guys look almost exactly alike. He's the tougher version. Yeah. Of me. Like if you worked out for looking, yeah, if you worked out for a year, I look like you, him. You'd be Ken Clark. Well, well, here's the thing. You know, uh, something Chad, you were just saying. You're like, I'm a goofy looking dude. Here's what I have found about all the stuntmen in the business. Like they all come. They're like NHL hockey players. Like you come in, you're all the best looking guys on set. All the chicks want to bone you, and but you're all like the modest guys too. You're you're like, no, I'm super goofy. And you're like, yeah, goofy with like fucking ten sweet, perfectly placed scars and some broken shit on your body. It's all it all it all works. We planned it that way. Yeah. yeah no, I know. I know. It's, uh, you know, the stunt guys come in and they take, they take all the, they get all the good. Yeah, you don't want matching scars, though. That's bad. You have to talk to your buddies before. And you're going to get the shoulder one, I'll get the new one. You don't want to. Like, Is that right? Look alike, yeah. <laughs> Is that the plan? 
Do you uh, change the stories behind the scars, or do you all the time? Yeah, yeah, all the time. What's the uh, What's the best scar you've got from the business? Yeah. Uh, well, I got some good ones. Uh, probably my Steven Seagal scar. I think that's probably one that of my he gave scars. to you, or that you got. Yeah, I was on Glimmer Man, and I got tossed by Seagal, and he shattered my collarbone and had an AC separation. So I had my collarbone uh, put back together again. He probably bragged about it though. Uh, he sent me a fruit basket. Oh, he really did. Fun. No, was, I'm not shitting you. It was a great fruit basket. It was, <laughs> no, I remember I'm not being like a hundred pieces really of good. fruit. It was awesome. It was the best fruit basket I've ever fucking seen. Really, but it was good. Yeah, he was just doing a rehearsal. He, you know. He goes a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're right sitting here in the editing room with John Wick 2. You're working away. Do you have like a release date for it? Uh, currently, we're set to release February 10th. Oh, okay. 2017, which is like the Dude, same weekend. Of time. Yeah, you'd think, right? What, what, because the budget stops at some point, right? They stop paying for things. Well, you have to. We have a lot of VFX. We have a lot of sound music being in. So we need picture lock in the next couple of weeks and then. We go into the VFX pipeline. I mean, there's always time to change a little bit. So, and, but you're mixing already. <laughs> you're doing some. We're mixing. doing temp mixes and stuff. But okay. our composer Tyler Bates has already started doing the music. Like we wanted all an all original score. So we have a great composer who's doing that stuff. Did he do the first movie? He did. Okay, did. great. Uh, can I ask how? How did you? I mean, <clears throat> you were a stunt coordinator. Mm-hmm. How did you go to getting the job? For John Wick, I mean that's a that's a huge jump, and John um, Wick is. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I was very lucky. Um, I wasn't, I didn't just really fall into stunt coordinating. I was stunt coordinating when I was around twenty seven, but then I fell into second unit directing, yeah. very a lot earlier than most guys ever do. And basically, uh, that is just for people who don't know. It's like it's directing kind of the action elements of the movie. Yeah, right? I mean, on a on a regular film, second unit can be anything to go and do pickup shots, and go shoot sunsets, establishing shots. It can be the really boring stuff. It can be blue screen. Nowadays, on the bigger movies, second unit is a lot of VFX work, blue screen, pickup shots, elements, uh, a lot of stage work. But like in how many the action second unit days did you have on, say, John Wick? Uh, we, on the first John Wick, we had almost two weeks okay. of second unit, which... You know, my partner and I would hire a second unit. Like Darren Prescott was our second yeah, yeah. unit director. Yeah, he worked with us on Beer Fest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's phenomenal. Um, also, but on an action movie, we'll go out and divide the action up. Right. So unlike the movies we do now, because we're action directors at heart, um, we try to get as much action as we can on first unit with the cast, but we still need second unit to go out and clean things up. They're just more, they're smaller units and they're more efficient. Well, you guys are the, because you're the fun guys. Like if the second unit guys, yeah. it's like you're working on a movie and then all of a sudden all this new footage comes in. You're like, holy shit, where did yeah, this footage awesome. come from? I love my second unit yeah. teams. Like yeah. when we did okay. Dukes, they did 29 days of second unit and you're it like, it goes crazy. Holy shit. It's like so Dan we, Bradley jumping cars is what yeah. it was. Yeah, I think we did some insane amount. Uh, my partner and I and Darren, we all did Civil War, the last Captain America. I know. And we spent, months on that which is a blast the Russo brothers are really cool to work well this is what like I was going to say I I went with my kids to see Civil War and I'm I'm sitting there I'm watching it and that even from the first scene the first fight scene I was like holy shit something looks different like the Russo brothers found there found some some new shit right Mm -hmm. and I'm watching it I'm like the the fight the fight scenes are phenomenal and then I got to the end credits and it said second unit director is Chad and your partner David, yeah, Dave and, and then Darren Prescott's yeah. name was up there too. And I yeah. was like, "Oh, okay. Now I now I get it. Yeah. There's some John Wick fighting in this movie." Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, the stunt team was a big part of our eighty-seven eleven team, and a guy named Sam Hargrave was a stunt quitter who's a great fight guy. And did who, you and did you choreograph fights for that, or did those guys choreograph? We fights? did help design them a lot with Sam, but uh, Sam Hargrave was the main choreographer and the eighty-seven eleven stunt team. 
and then we sit down with Sam, and then we kind of design them in the set piece and design the shots, and then Sam will go back and forth. We go back and forth. Okay. We'll design the shots and the stuff. We'll go in, and um, Marvel's pretty cool because each character has already has their style. We just try to augment it with, like, you know, cooler moves or, like, what the set piece is and, you know, how we shoot it and how we cut and it. And second unit, a lot, they talk about, like, you're not a lot of times you're not even with like the main actors right you're with the stunt no most of the time you're off on your own but like but it seemed like in that movie that no Russo, the Russos were good. they get it we had yeah. a lot of talks with them so we managed to get Chris Evans yeah you know we got Scarlett Johansson and right. we got a lot of the cast you right. know Mackie we got a lot of those guys on our unit so we could do the fight scenes with them so we didn't have to hide the doubles incredible. Yeah. <laughs> well the actors yeah. were great they put in the training they really worked their ass off so yeah. they but were I mean, super happy you could see it you could yeah. see how it's different when you, when they you had seen John movie. Wick. They were fans of the first John Wick, and they're like, okay. And we just applied the same uh, theory that we did to you know, the Matrixes. Which is what? Actors work their ass off. Like, <laughs> a- actors, stuntmen are human beings, you know? Uh, yeah. Not all stuntmen are great athletes. Some are average. Some are like just, they have special skill sets. Um, the fight guys, to be a good fight guy in stunts, at least back in my day, was you had to be an above-average athlete with an above-average skill set. Right. You know, you had to be able to do splits. You had to be able to do a backflip. You had to be able to do two or three different kinds of martial arts, kick and look good doing it, and, you know, be able to be a mimic and, you know, look like and walk like your actor. And then... Um, and the matrices, we just, you know, actors in general, um, again, you get a range. You get uh, regular level athletic ability, no athletic ability, and some athletic yeah. ability. I'd yeah. say Keanu is slightly above average. A guy like Matt Damon is slightly above average. Um, Hugh Jackman is slightly above average. But still, they're regular humans. Who's below average? Come on. Yeah. Uh, Don't you dare say any of, of the Broken Lizard guys. Who yeah, I can't. Jay Chandrasekhar? Who yeah. is it? Jay is definitely above average. <laughs> <laughs> above average. Oh, okay. Uh, he needed to stand. Yeah, yeah, I think it was an easy. He's Taekwondo, I think. I think he did. <laughs> Take your dough. Take your dough. Taekwondo. Yeah. I yeah, 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 sure. Eat more cookie dough. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. Uh, um, Thank you. But no, like, uh, so you take those guys, and it's just a lot of times in Hollywood, those the bigger cast members, the bigger actors, because their schedule's so tight and they're anywhere from ten to twenty million a picture, it's not in their interest to spend a year training Absolutely. for free. Right. It's just you know, like you you take these guys, they wear a costume, they wear a mask, we'll have the stunt double do it. Yeah. Then you have the few that go, fuck it, I'm going to sell this. Like Matt Damon was like, fuck it, I'm going to look like Jason right. Bourne. Yeah. And you have Keanu like, fuck it, I'm going to be Neo. Isn't and he just wrote off his schedule, told sure. his agents and his manager, fuck off, I'm living in a gym for a year. And that's what we did for John Wick, too, sweet, right? though. Don't you think for an actor to be like, okay, now I'm going to pay 10, 20 million bucks to become a martial arts master? Yeah, I mean, if you guys saw the footage that they released on YouTube for John Wick 2 of Keanu actually shooting, saw it. that's up at a guy named Taron Butler's place who's like a 22-time world three-gun champion and pistol champion. I mean, he's, as far as we've seen in the last 20 years, he's the best in the business. Yeah. And within 10 weeks, he got Keanu. I mean, what's on YouTube is absolutely competition level guys oh that video was awesome Keanu, it's like it, to, to go out and try to do what Keanu was doing at the percentage rate of what he's doing it's phenomenal yeah well, that so, video went viral and yeah. who was the girl there's a girl who's like that's one of Taryn Butler's instructors okay. he's got a lot of very very pretty instructions it's like Lara Croft so go to Taryn Butler's Keanu. place she's awesome <laughs> I mean they're awesome he's awesome yeah but do you, does he accumulate those skills based on the movies he does. he's done like from the Matrix through you know yeah I mean Keanu has a love of martial arts yeah. so he stays in fairly decent shape he's got a love of like Keanu's you know he could ride a GP track on a super bike he's just that good he has a motorcycle company he's a, a far above average motorcycle rider like a track rider right he's a uh, above average he still practices jujitsu and judo just out of fun he does Wing Chun out of fun yeah and he and can do the splits from his ice hockey days he did and like he's always been athletic. He's always been a, a good athlete. Do you, and he's um, intelligent. Do you feel like shit for that the club dread thing? You should feel like shit. 
<laughs> I had to do a sword scene in the movie Club Dread. And um, they asked me if I wanted training. You know, and I was like, nah, fuck it. I'll just wing it. Yeah, he did and then I did like the comedy version of it. You know, you did, you did Wing Chun. <laughs> I did. I winged it. And, you know, now I feel like, you know, maybe I should have... Put in know, a little time? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Films forever. Stop judging me, dude. Don't judge me like that, man. <laughs> dude, you're like Keanu is a professional. <laughs> yeah. Is it, you were talking about like matching the walk. Can you do the Keanu Reeves like pigeon toe walk? Thing uh, I'm, I'm naturally pigeon toed as well. Oh, you well. are? Yeah. And I'm a natural lefty like him as well. So, so that, so like, well. if you had been a righty, would they have chosen a guy who. No. They no. would have chosen you. You're the top guy. Uh, I was the guy that happened to get the job. Right. Yeah. For so humble. The first, so one humble. Was, the first one was The Matrix? Yeah. How sweet is that? Like, you. Are in one of the. I mean, it's one of my. It's my top three movie of all time. It's pretty oh, cool. Oh, how how long were you on the set for that? Uh, I would say a little over half. A little yeah. half the picture in Australia. Yeah, in but your uh, involvement increased as the movies. Went yeah, on the right. first you movie, I was just the stunt double. Yeah, just the stunt double on Matrix Revolutions and um, Reloaded. I was the stunt co- one of the stunt coordinators. There's two of us. There was myself and a guy named R.A. Rundell, who is actually my mentor. And did you guys do fight choreography too? A lot of fight choreography we worked pretty much hand in hand with Yong Ping. Who he's, the, he's the gold. He's player, the right? yeah. So it was nice going. To, it was like going to school with him for about ten years. Yeah. So do you have to train as hard as Keanu does for a movie like that? Uh, more, yeah. uh, ten times. I mean, every bit is hard, but at a different level. That's all. Yeah. Um, if Keanu is here. Which is great for an actor to be his double. Uh, you have to be able to do things that he can't. Yeah. So the more skills he gets, you better make sure that. <laughs> for those, that, I, I've seen it happen reverse where the stunt guys are actually worse than the actors. Right. You better make sure you get your shit together. So okay. So Chad in was five hours. You put in six. <laughs> okay. Nice. Chad had illustrated that Keanu was only halfway up, and how he has to be much higher than halfway up. I have. If he's a five, I'm a six. Yeah. Except, although hey, he's on gun stuff, I think he's. He's the he's the master right now. Yeah, well, that guns that, that did you see the he, video? I haven't seen it. Oh no. my god! I it's, watched the one where he was training, like martial arts training. I no, this, the first this gun one's insane. Oh, hold on, I'll pull it up for you. Yeah, I it's have to uh, it because like I he's at least two seconds ahead of me, and with two seconds in what they're doing, it might as well be a year. Like he's he of all the stunt like of our whole stunt team, he smokes us. Really? Yeah, we can't hang with him, which is a bit of a bitch. <laughs> Do you make fun of his current stunt double? Because you were his no, stunt his current stunt double is one of my best guys. Okay, probably okay. Uh, like physically. Uh, Sam Hargrave, the guy we had talked about, yeah. was one of our best like coordinators that's come out of it. Uh, okay. Jackson Spidell is probably our him and a guy named Jeremy Arenas are probably two best stunt performers. Chad, are there ever times where you're getting so frustrated with the guys on the crew that you're <laughs> like, oh fuck it, let me just do it, and you um, get in there if and you it's drive not, it? If it's not painful, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I don't try to show anything that's too painful. You know what's funny though? When I was watching. Uh, when I was watching John Wick, there's that actor that comes in, and I thought it was Chad. Yeah. Uh, but it's that guy, Daniel Bernhard. Yeah, Daniel's a good friend of mine. I met yeah. him on Bloodsport, too. First movie I ever did. Like. Don't you think? No, he's way better looking. He's about three inches taller, blonde and blue-eyed. But other than that, yeah, what? we look great. He's not blonde and blue-eyed. Uh, no, he really trusts me. He's my friend. I see him he every is? day. Yeah, he's blonde. Yeah. But he's not blonde and blue-eyed John Wick. No, he's brown-eyed. He's brown-eyed and thinking he's got a black turtleneck on. Get him, Chad, and then kick his ass if he disagrees with you one more time. <laughs> about a foot taller than me, and he's Swiss, but he speaks four languages, and he's super But when I saw looking. him in the movie, I was like, wait a minute, is that Chad? It's time, Chad. Kick his ass. 
Chad, how quickly could you kick Heffernan's ass, do you think? Like, honestly, two two punches? Ten seconds? I already did. I did it yesterday. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. I'll fill it tomorrow. He beat you to the punch. Are you going to watch Keanu now? Yeah, yeah, let's Keanu. do it. Here Turn we go. Button space. You're going to love this. Hey, Chew Crew, this is Kevin cutting in here. Hey, if you want to follow along with this and take a look at this video as we talk about it, just Google Keanu shredding with Taryn Butler. T-A-R-A-N, Butler. And it's about 30 seconds long. It's a video of Keanu um, doing his gun training. It's really impressive. And uh, you might want to check it out uh, as we talk about it. So this is something called, he'll do two gun, then he'll do three gun. What that is is pistol, assault rifle, and assault shotgun. Well, this is great. Hey, Chew Crew, if you're at home, sync this up right now. Yeah, We're yeah, about to watch and Chad's yeah, going to give great. you live commentary. Yeah, so I think Keanu he gives shredding. a little two gun first. Um, so he's got an AR-15, and uh, you have to hit what they call alpha hits, which are center mass or headshots. Okay. And he nails pretty much all of them. And those are all live. Oh, shit. That's hard. That's incredibly hard. Taking cover thing. He picks up a shotgun. Yeah. By the way, we're going to see Lara Croft in here. She's coming any second. <laughs> With a reload in the middle of all that. Ooh. Pretty badass. Hand-to-hand with pistol. That's like that John Wick technique also. where Like, mm-hmm. right, like right, like, like real close gunplay. In all that, he didn't miss a single time. I mean, uh, anybody that has ever done three gun knows how hard and how fast that just was so. and do, are you like has he like I said before has he accumulated that talent over the years or is that no, like that's, that's, that's that training for this movie training for John Wick 2 yeah holy I, shit I went you know my wife and I uh, went shooting the other day at, right, the, Oakdale, right, right. at the Oakdale gun club okay and with a handgun even hitting something that's like 20 feet away that's not a big target is incredibly difficult to do while you're stationary and aiming the shit out of your gun sure and to do that, I mean, it's like golf. Like once you do it, then you appreciate how good the professionals are. Oh no! I, I like I, I did a movie. You just can't Strange lose. Wilderness. Can't lose a foot in golf. That's all. No, you can't. Yeah, I did a movie called Strange Wilderness, and you were there that day. We shot machine gun, right? Yeah. So I, the guy was like, "Be careful of the casings, whatever." So I, the first shot I did, and the casing went up in the air, and then landed on the back of my neck and went. Yeah, those are always fun. And I was like. And I was such a pussy. Yeah. Okay, Chad, two questions then. Who's the biggest pussy actor you've ever worked with? And, uh, ooh, tricky. Jay Tricky. tricky. <laughs> There's a long one. No Broken Lizard uh, comments. No, you know what? I, it, you know, you kind of get, when you start off stunts and you start working with some, let's just call them uh, ordinary cast. Yeah. Or newer cast or whatever. Um, because you spent the last, like, I was a professional athlete, my wife was a professional athlete, the guys I hang out with professional athletes. so we all came from anything from grammar school all the way up, so you're used to pain, and you used to how far you can push yourself. Um, you just got to realize that people don't, a lot of people don't come from that, yeah. and they act it. It's just, the annoyances don't really come from inability or from, like, pain tolerance or something like that. It's like, you know, our simple beef is like, okay, you read the script. Yeah. The whole movie's on horseback. We asked you if you want to train a horseback. We asked you if you could horseback ride. And you yeah. said, yes, yes, yes. And you get there, and then you tell me, I'm afraid of heights. I can't swim, or I can't ride horses. The horses. Yeah. Okay, how did you think that was going to work out? I mean... I'm getting scared just hearing this. That was yeah. I, mean, like, I feel bad for lying. It's, it's not like... No one ever gets... Smat- well, we can't... You know, you're not an expert in martial arts. You're not a professional you know, Navy SEAL. You're not a hide-up. We get that. That's not a problem. But if you know you're going into a role... like. If you're a, if you're a dude, if you're a somewhat athletic dude in LA and you want to be an actor and you're going to train for acting, 
like you should do a little bit more to go to the gym and get your you know you're gonna hold a gun go right. learn how to do that you're gonna drive a car go learn how to do that you might look how to learn to do a shoulder roll mm. probably gonna do a fight scene there are places you can go like acting is a lot more than sitting in a room yeah. over at the groundlings throwing yeah. a couple one-liners in oh, a chair yeah. and getting in touch with your inner self for some of these fucking acting coaches that we deal with right, 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 <laughs> the right. best people i mean i'm not because i've been to a ton of acting that we know that yeah. like a lot of these acting class schools don't get you ready for a movie set some of the best things we have are some of the new york people that go and they're on stage they have a lot of stagecraft so they're learning to move and use your body sure. just like in a scene how you pick up a cup of coffee how you you know argue how you get in touch with your physicality as well as that's what makes you believable yeah like they'll tell you in a fight scene even sun guys are terrible actors sometimes yeah and that's not going to help you either and you get you get the actors say i'm going to do what sun guys going to do and you get stunt guys going i don't have to be a good actor i just got to that's not true it's gotta be if you're book. on camera you're a performer it doesn't matter what the whether you're a puppeteer whether you're a stunt guy whether you're not you're a performer yeah. Learn how to fucking perform. Right, yeah. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're in camera, learn how to fucking act. It doesn't yeah. matter what you call yourself. You're an actor. That's yeah. it. Stunts, we're all part of the same character. Yeah. Um, I was friends with Brandon Lee. My first big movie was The Crow. Yeah. And you know, at the time, we were all there's a small group of us that were trying to get into movies as martial art guys and stuff. And Brandon, um, who had been studying acting for a while, had just done, what is it, Big Trouble in <laughs> Little Tokyo or something like that yeah, with yeah. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. And... Uh, God, there's that one in the middle. I forget what it was. And then he got the movie The Crow. Right. You know. So we'd spend every weekend. He wanted to be good at fight. Like he rapid trained fire. with you. Rapid fire. Oh my God. Rapid fire. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I love that movie. That was a great uh, movie. And through that again, Jeff Amato, like the the martial arts gym we all worked at, everybody was kind of a wannabe stunt guy kind of thing. And Brandon would call us up every fucking weekend. Like you couldn't get away from the guy. He was yeah. such a hard worker. He's a couple of years older than us. And every Saturday and every Sunday, we're down in this gym, and he's acting, and he's walking, and he's practicing his rapid-fire stuff because he wants to practice doing fight scenes and talking and moving. What is his face? He yeah. videotapes some of those big VHS yeah, cameras. That's great. He was just a workaholic, but we learned a lot, you know, because, like, he just had a good sense of things, yeah. obviously from his dad and how his dad acted in fight scenes. He wanted to be good physically, but that didn't mean good at the martial arts. He wanted to be a good actor in his action. Yeah. And that was a lesson we never really forgot. I thought that was yeah. very intuitive him for only being like, you know, 24 years old sure. at the time. Yeah. And you, you, you took his place in that movie, I right? Did. When I he, did. When he died Unfortunately, in an accident. Yeah. yeah. They did the face replacement on me and I finished like the first 15 minutes. And of you were, movie. you were the crow after yeah. he was gone. I yeah. mean, he had a stunt double, Jeff Cariente, and then I did the, all the replacement work. After was that, I mean, how difficult was that? That sucked. Yeah, you know your buddy dies, and then you gotta step in and finish the movie. Yeah, do you think about that? Like, and in, in, in the movies, oh, I, the safety of all the movies. Even like, I I, yeah. I constantly think about that. Whenever someone hands me a gun on a set or whatever it is, I just I think about that. Incident. No, it's terrible. I was actually on Expendables too. We lost one of our guys. Was killed on yeah. set. Yeah, that was a rough rough day. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I mean, you know, I think people don't realize it. Like, okay, so in Super Troopers, I have the scene where I'm in the bulletproof jockstrap. Yeah, and I'm out there, and it's, and it's using blanks and the gun wasn't even being aimed at me and I was probably like 30 feet away from the guys who were shooting at me even the gun being aimed well away from me I could feel a blast coming <laughs> yeah. out of it mm-hmm. I literally could feel a blast yeah, of it's it. usually 15 to 18 feet with a real blank now we have uh, non-guns and plug guns which are a whole different technology regular blanks are actual real firearms with you know a round but yeah. without the actual bullet and now we have plug guns which the barrels are actually plugged so there's no gas ejection from the frontal barrel. And so right. that's what you so, use now? And that's what we do in general. That's how we can do That's how you can get so close to each other. We've okay. modified the uh, weapons okay. so they're more props and not actual firearms. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's cool. It's like I was wondering about that because, you know, I mean, we've seen, Kevin and I have seen a ton of 
action movies. We see them in the theaters, and we're the guys who are in the front row screaming that everybody laughs at, <laughs> screaming because how into that's it good. we are. You should come to my test screenings. Oh, we dude, will. we're the best. We we're will. the best. But that's the thing. It's like we've. It's always been that thing where like. A good new groundbreaking action movie has a new technique that you've never seen before. Like, like The Matrix. Well, like The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Above the Law, when Seagal came out, it was like nobody had seen Aikido yeah. before. Yep. And then like, uh, like um, Ong Bak, Thai yeah. Warrior was one where like, it was like, holy shit, what the fuck is this? It's climbing walls and shit. Yeah. yeah. John Wick, I thought, was one such movie where it was like, this isn't traditional action where he's just beating people up or shooting from long distance. Yep. Like he's going, it's all like fucking point blank headshots. And he's <laughs> yeah. killing everybody. Like, How the fuck are they doing this? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so so that's a new thing. So go back to the thing we were talking about before. Like, how do you go from being second unit director to someone giving you the reins of a um, major movie? I guess after all the Matrixes, uh, the Wachowskis kind of dug me. Yeah, I learned a lot from them about editing and all that stuff. Um, they're the first ones that let me. They'd go, go take a camera, go shoot these inserts, go baby, baby second unit stuff. They're like, yeah, give the camera to Chad, or he knows the fights. And I don't know. so when they're helping out with like V for Dinner and Ninja Assassin and all these things, they would just. Give us stuff. And at the time, a guy named Joel Silver, you know, yep. old Hollywood style yeah, sure. producer. You know, everybody, I'm sure everybody knows who Joel Silver is. Um, but he would give me a bunch of second units on all his, I guess, second tier action movies. You okay. know? And I just got started cutting my teeth more and more and more and more. And then after all the Matrixes, martial arts became – got to remember, before the Matrix, if you did martial arts, it was – right to video shit. Sure, it, was you know? it was a different and genre. And after Matrix yeah. came out, like, fuck, you couldn't – all the cowboy barroom and brawl shit went out the window, and yeah. there wasn't a martial arts stunt guy in Hollywood that could take a day off. Right? Yeah. So you also needed that Hong Kong version of it. Like, what's the cool editing style? What's the cool high angle, low angle? How do you move the camera? And you had that background, though, also, right? Yeah, the background. Yeah. So okay. it just was a very easy choice for a lot of people to come in and shoot the fight scenes. And all along, you're learning where to put the cameras in the fight scenes. Exactly. And I mean, that's part of that. That's, you know, half the stuff. So that's just the fights me, where the cameras are. Yeah. They'd hire me to choreograph the fights, train the actors, and everybody just, well, we do all these. We'd shoot the fights out on video and cut them on Final Cut Pro or something. And then you go, oh, well, geez, this was great. We should just have Chad do it. <laughs> yeah. So I started doing that, and then I got into car chases and everything else, and then um, started telling a lot of stories with it and started going crazy. And then, yeah. You know, Lionsgate through all the Expendables and Hunger Games and tw- I don't know. We did. I got because you did. Like you you coordinated shows. a lot of that. All you know, a bunch yeah. of the Hunger Games and the Expendables. I mean, you're yeah, pretty much anything I coordinated. I made sure I could second unit direct on yeah. or action yeah. direct on. Well, then, you know, we're talking about how, like, people are crossing over, you know, uh, stuntmen aren't good actors, actors aren't good stunt people. But then as uh, now you're directing a movie, mm-hmm. what about, like, uh, how did you feel when it came time to, like, just actually direct, like, a love scene or something yeah, that's like that? a good thing. Like, like, how are you with actors? Um, Chad, how are you Were you actors? sensitive, Chad? Because, you, okay. no, uh, you know, you seem like pretty weird. stoic, like a scotch uh, drinking. No, uh, tough yeah, it's guy. funny. Honestly, I just credit to, like, you know, you always think you're ready before you're ready. If you'd asked me to direct me at 25, I would have fucked it up. Yeah. yeah, you know, if you'd asked me to do it at thirty-five, probably would have fucked it up. But like all the experience, like you know, by the time we got to John Wick, I had already spent weeks directing Will Smith. I directed Matt Damon. I directed Hugh Jackman. I directed Keanu. I did. The list goes on and on of all as these second unit. As second unit, yeah. they were all my units. So you learn to do, and you always get dialogue. You always get something you got to do. Sure. And then the directors talk to you more, and it's how you deal with the first unit guy. I've dealt with first unit directors, like some of the biggest in the business, that hated to have second unit and some of them depended on you with their lives yeah, yeah. yeah. you know from Marvel to DC to Warner Brothers to, to whatever it, it, are they because you you're doing the cool shit yeah you're doing the cool shit and everybody loves you and the studio doesn't fuck with you they fuck with the first unit yeah. which I found out later um, 
No, so you get you, <laughs> you just get to that thing where you, you become more mature in what you do artistically, and I think it's also how you explain yourself. I had a great stunt coordinator coach, uh, a guy named Ernie Arsadi, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. We worked with Ernie Arsadi. Ernie and his son Noon, and yeah. one of the things I was still young. I was only like twenty five when I started working for him, and he was, like, threw me a little moleskin notebook. He's like, "All right, it's nine o'clock by noon." Every department head's name in that book, and you know, because we'd be working on five, six TV, different TV shows a week, so you yeah, want to yeah. make sure you knew everybody's name. Yeah. It's like you go around every morning, you don't fucking eat, you don't drink a cup of coffee, get on set, and you go around all nine department heads, and you say, "Good morning." Is there anything I can do you today? Wow. That's how he started every day, and that's, <laughs> that's how great. I did did it for the next five years of my life. And then he'd get there and he'd go, "Okay, you want to be good at this business? This is what I'm going to tell you to do." And I thought Ernie was probably one of the smartest stunt coordinators I ever worked with. He's very clever how he dealt with people, a very yeah. good communicator. And he's like, you got to speak languages. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, when a wardrobe girl comes up to you and goes, what's the next shot? Or what, what are we doing with this car turnover? She's not asking you to, for you to tell her how bitching it's going to look, how big the fireball is. <laughs> yeah. She wants to know about the wardrobe. Wardrobe right. girl, put it in your head. She's talking to you. So when you explain things, you know what, sweetie, this is what we're going to do. We're going to need Velcro for this. The shirt's flannel shirt's going to go over the five-point harness. We're going to need this. We're going to need two pairs of pants. We don't need shoes because we won't see the shoes. The helmet's going to be here, and we'll do it with a hoodie, but we'll CG out the face. That's what she wants to know. <laughs> yeah. Or she wants to know how many wetsuits you're going to need. You're going to have to speak wardrobe. Yeah. When the DP comes to you, again, he didn't give a fuck about how many times a car is going to spin. Sure. Where do I put the camera? Is it safe to be here? Is it going to be a sun flare? What do we have to do? You know, how do I mount the camera? Where the camera guy is going to be? Is it okay? Do I need a fire suit? The director's talking turns into directing. The actor's talking turns into acting. Learn how to speak everybody's language and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So after 15 years of doing that, after learning for Ernie with stunts, when you get to directing, you're like, okay. You just don't go and pitch in a department head meeting. You get nine different departments and you go, my vision is this. <laughs> right. You guys don't understand my vision. Right. When I look at you or when I look at you or when I look at the sound guy, I see this as an ambient sound kind of movie. I'm not going to have a lot of effects and I want to hear echoes. I want to hear this. I want to hear resonance. Okay. You go to the wardrobe guy. I want a palette like this. I don't want monochromatic. I want pastels. I want this. I want tight fit. It's a suit movie. Like John Wick is a suit movie. Sure. So when we talk to our wardrobe supervisor, we talk about suits. When I talk to my prop guy, everything should feel old, but everything should feel mythic. Right. Yeah. Like I, want to, I want to tell a Greek myth. In a modern day city, and that's yeah. what John McKit. So I learned how to yeah. speak languages, and I thought that was good advice. I know your so, audience. Yeah, no, Ernie was our I second unit there, guy on yeah. uh, Club Dread. So, yeah. We still use phrases that Ernie Arsadi said to us. Yeah, so yeah. do I. We, we make a meal of it. We use yeah. that phrase all the time. Oh, that I was one him. of his favorite ones. Let's make a meal of this, so, guys. Uh, we're gonna make a big meal out of this yeah. fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. So he was very clever in how he communicated. So yeah. I think. Uh, what was the last language you spoke? Was last it wardrobe? Language, right now, speaking. Right now, I'm speaking interview. Okay, okay, good. I'm being slightly stoic, humble, and I'm keeping a modulated voice. Okay. Not, and articulating, you're yeah. You're not I'm not constantly yourself. looking at my watch going, let's move it on. Let's get yeah, yeah. As I would be doing chat. with my editorial staff had I not been in here. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you got things on your mind. As the director, people don't appreciate the art of directing that, like, literally, there's not a moment that you're not thinking about something. It's a full-time job. And what's say. the biggest thing you, you found when you directed versus second unit? Like, what's the biggest change? Um, is it actor interaction? Is no, no, no. I, I, I think it's all the same, modified in certain ways, yeah. obviously, as it would. It's like taking care of someone else's kid, then you've got to take care of your kid. Right. The responsibility <laughs> dynamic changes a little bit. You are directly responsible. It is your call. Right. And at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we came up and 
you'll hear directors bitch about the studio, the actor they got stuck with, the budget costs. Like, you know what? At the end of the fucking day, it's all your fault. Yeah, it is. It's all your choice. If you know you got a shitty budget, you better plan for it. If you know you yeah. got a shitty actor, you better plan for it. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, every fucking choice is yours. Yeah. And if you forgive or foresee or you relinquish or you bend, you chose to bend. Right. You know, I know when I'm ready to go to war and I can be quite a prick. Yeah. You know, but like <laughs> if I know I'm going to go to war for this, fine. If I look at it and go, you know what? Maybe this guy, like, I obviously I, I have an unparalleled level of arrogance and yeah, pretty much an unparalleled. Level. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I've learned one thing is like, you know, you got to, if you hire the right guy, sometimes you just got to, like, I, Evan, my editor. Yeah. Oh, next room, really good at it. I'm really happy. But like, some he sees things over me. I just don't go. That's a fucking stupid idea. Yeah, I'll go. I I just don't see how. It's, no, that's not how. No, fuck it. Play it. Let's try it. And we'll yeah. watch it again. It's not as bad as I thought. Try this, and you'll come up with something else. Sure. Or you'll watch Spirit it. Collaboration. I I would say there's you know twenty percent of the overall changes I've made in the film. You know, or things we've argued about. I think we're probably fifty fifty, yeah. but they're so different that I never would have thought on my own. That's where you get those sure. people. So there's that collaborative process. Collaboration doesn't always mean both sides get equally fucked. <laughs> right, right, right. That's compromise. Collaboration means you usually get something better out of it. Yeah, well, the guys who can't so collaborate cool. tend to be the ones who actually make a shitty movie. Yeah. Well, because what's interesting is then because uh, uh, on the last one you collaborated with your partner with Dave, David, yeah. right? Yeah. And you guys co-directed. Oh, yeah, or- it was fight. It was yeah, it was fighting tooth and nail. I mean, we we. Yeah, we'd argue over it. We have very different aesthetics. Yeah. But I think the movie came out the way it did because there's a dynamic tension. And we knew that, that we wanted to do that. And he's not, he didn't direct John Wick 2. No, he went over and did Charlize Theron's Coldest right, City. Movie, yeah. right. But so, like, he was a producer on that. Was it very different this time? Like you? Um, did, it was, did yeah. You, did you feel a little more free reign because you have to collaborate so hard with the guy? Or no? Yeah, in a way, yeah. yeah. But like, you know, you miss him. We have a good relationship. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, the hard part was already done. Like, you gotta remember, when we got John Wick, John Wick in the original script was 65 years old. The dog was a Doberman. Right. Or, sorry, German Shepherd. You know, it was a really very realistic movie, like a Bourne or something like that. And John Wick's a Cold War guy. The kids read, like, something like Defiance with Jan Michael Vincent. It was great. And (laughs) I was big into Greek mythology growing up, so I just wanted to make, like I said, a myth. And so we put it in New York, which was the underworld, Hades. And if you go back and watch the movie again, you go, oh, I get it, because everybody has a a Greek mythological name. I don't know if I knew that. It was. It's all about fate. It's like John Wick 2. If you do something bad, bad shit happens to you. It's fate. That's all it is. And So, so to go back, though, so... Was it your relationship with Keanu that got you to that movie, or um, no? Or was it? No, it was kind of interesting. We had met yourself? with Thunder Road about doing second unit, some other stuff. Yeah, Keanu called. I hadn't seen Keanu in a while. Um, Jesus, I don't know, six months, eight months, something like that. I haven't even spoken to him. Called me up one day. He said, "Look, I got this goofy script. I'm thinking about maybe attaching to you. Would you take a look at it?" All right, send it over. Because why? Uh, he wanted to. See, he wanted to see if I could be the action director on it. Got He's it, like, okay. "I'll go do it if you're the action yeah. guy on it." So I sent it over to it, and the producers we met with, and they sent me a script on like a Friday morning or whatever, John Wick, and I was like, read it. It was still in its rough stages for sure, and yeah. it had been modified or rewritten to be Keanu, so it was a little like that. So I read it, and it was like, okay, cool, talked to producers, and they told me the budget, I'm like, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't think you could afford us, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Is it set up at Lionsgate at this point, or no? No, no, okay. Lionsgate had yeah, nothing yeah. to do, it was yeah, just an independent... What was the original movie. budget that they were offering? They were talking like $20 million or something, okay. and that was a little rough yeah. for what we were doing. But then, you know, then, I, that was talking to Ken like Friday afternoon, by Friday night, I was like... Because we had been look, uh, my partner and I had both been looking for a script to direct for almost a year now. Yeah, and we just couldn't find one that had. It was all just shitty action stuff. Yeah, um, and we're just like, uh, and I thought, thought, and I was like, fuck it. 
called Keanu back on Saturday and went, you know what? I don't want a second unit direct. He's like, oh. I'm like, <laughs> but I'll direct it. Yeah. And he's like, you serious? I'm like, yeah, let me, let me get my shit together. Let me give you a pitch on it on Monday. Okay. So I called my partner, David. He's like, look, dude, I think I got the one. Yeah. I'll do it with you. Let's get this together. So we spent, we didn't sleep for the next 36 hours. Yeah, went to yeah. our office and laid out an entire pitch, met Keanu. So we want to do it like a Greek myth. We're going to do it like this. We're going to make it super shiny. And we're going to do something, this shit called gun food. No one's ever seen it. We're going to do point blank. <laughs> we're going to time to jiu-jitsu. He's like, right. I'll never train. I, I suck at jiu-jitsu. Trust me, I got this figured out. We're going to do it and we're not going to use a double. So I was like, <laughs> fuck you. And no one quite got it. So yeah. we went out and shot a whole test for us. We went back to the producers, and they kind of stared at us. And this us. is Thunder Road? Is that? Thunder okay. Road, yeah. yeah. Basil Ionic. Well, wait, hold on. Okay, so, so no one quite got it. They, were, they weren't into the, or they couldn't see what you were seeing. Well, our original pitch was, okay, we're going to kill a puppy, and he's going to kill 120. Because in the original script, he killed like nine people. This makes Katie so upset. That yeah. part of John so Wick's what upsets we her. We said, we're going to kill a puppy, and only kill about 50 people, and yeah. it's going to be good, and it's all going to be counted. It's going to be something you've never seen before. So you're yeah. countering, okay, your script, we, we need a higher death count for this puppy. Yeah, we just say, well, look, because the way the choreography <laughs> works, it's like if you do like Schwarzenegger choreography, one punch, one down. Okay, that's good. Yeah. We want long takes we want like I'm old school I like 70s music I like Sergio Leone yeah, yeah, yeah. where takes are longer I don't like the born editing style Yeah, I think there's a place for it and I do it all the time in my day job the second unit stuff but yeah. like I like the flow I want to be sucked into the movie I want people to believe Keanu is doing it yeah that's how I was sucked into movies. I want yeah. like, when I watched Jackie Chan. I absolutely. You know, yeah. I don't ba- care if Ong Bak was like that. Yeah. yeah. And Tony Jaa. All, yeah. all yeah. like that. Errol Flynn back in the day. Yeah. Dublin Fairbanks Jr. All the guys. So like, okay, fuck it. We're gonna create a balletic movement, you know, with firearms and everybody. Like, yeah, <laughs> okay. okay. Trust us. So we're the action guys. We'll figure it out. So we did a test shoot, and everyone saw the test shoot. And went. And did Keanu do it with you, or were you guys? No, doing we it? did it with our our team, okay. so we could do okay. it. Got it. We had no time, no money. We had to hurry up and get right. this done. Right, so kind of a sizzle, like a sizzle reel yeah. of a. Uh, so we went and did that pretty quick, and then uh, I can't get the truth out of Basil. We were pretty good friends now. After and he's Thunder, he's Thunder Road. Thunder Road. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. So uh, I'm sure Keanu, Keanu wouldn't have just thrown a bone our way. Sure. I mean, he would have thought that we were competent at least. So he knew he thought we were competent. And I think he didn't quite get the pitch 100%, but 90%, he's like, it's fucking different. It looks cool. And I get to shoot a lot of people. You're in. And he really pushed for us, and that's how we got it. Oh, that's great. Can I ask about that sizzle? So, like, you know, I think people might not appreciate it. So, like, the sizzle reel itself is... Like, where do you shoot it and how much? You're saying you've got no money. Conceptual, yeah. We have a facility, 8711, it's a big warehouse where all the stuntmen train, and we have a lot of cool stuff there. So we pretty much just laid out a sequence, did our guys, and then we have some pretty high-end digital cameras, and we shot it, edited ourselves, and put the effects to it and brought it back in. And was that the first time, uh, like, studio heads had seen, you know, these these new blanks yeah. where you can put the gun up to people's heads? Um, no, we had those. There are kind of ideas floating in the industry, and they just went work with, like, our prop masters and really developed a super safe technology. And they've come a long way since, so. And then, so how quickly do you get the green light after the studio says, okay? Oh, literally, I mean, I think that was, Jesus, I'd like to say, fuck, oh, uh, and February, March, and we were shooting in September. Uh, how pumped were you when you got that gig? Uh, scared out of our minds. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> like, did well, you feel? We had such a good name and stuff, like, you know, with the click of people that we've already mentioned, I'd say we were probably in the top. At least ten, hopefully a little lower than that. Percent yeah. of action directors and stunt coordinators in our generation, I hope, and probably we had a name as you know at least of one of the best fight teams in the business worldwide. Yeah. So yeah, you can fuck it up. There's a couple stunt coordinators, big name guys from all over the world that have stepped in the directing chair and you know fucking tanked. Yeah. Sure. And then you they're know. done. 
then they're done. You guys know a lot of them. Yeah, I've seen a lot. Red yeah. on uh, the remake. You know, and a lot of it, and yeah. I get how it happens. Like being in that position, you can see how it happens. Like you get the script, you're like, I get to direct. Yeah. It's a big, like take Red Dawn. I'm yeah. sure Dan Bradley got that and goes, Wow, this is great. I got a good casket thing. Yeah. You know, but then when you get it, you realize they don't. You know, there's no directing school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't tell you, but we learned a lot. I mean, Red Dawn's a great example. Um, from all the Hunger Games and all that stuff, I got to be friends with Francis Lawrence, the director on that. Yeah. And we watched the pain he went through with ensemble cast, with young ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah. Dan had a very similar cast. It's true. Yeah. Every one of those actors has got to get their coverage. Yeah. Unless you have the directorial power to say, shit, there, shut up, I'm going to shoot this way I want. Right. Otherwise, everyone's bitching about their close-ups. So for one scene in a room that, you know, in my current status, I can whip through with three main actors and shoot how I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll get coverage, I'll do it the way I see it, but I don't have to spend... I don't have to coddle people. Sure. So look, you know, at some point, you know, Mr. McShane, I got his thing, but yeah. like he's not going to, we respect each other. It's not like, I don't need 20 takes on this guy. I need yeah. three go you got that. I know I'm going to be over here. You know? Did you select actors that you do yeah. were that oh, yeah. way? Big yeah. thing I learned. Big yeah. thing I learned. Yeah. Get the cast that, one, feels comfortable with you to yeah. let them, let you direct them. Two, get like a problem actor you know, a stunt guy you can quick replace. If yeah. the guy's being a prick or you can't get it done, you're like, next, put on the shirt. Yeah. yeah. Cash, you can't do that. Yeah. So you got to, like, I did a lot, like Dave and I both in the first one, Dave on his last movie, and this one, like anybody we got on, we dug deep because like somebody that shows up late at the parties or doesn't get sure. it or is going to be a dick to you on set or something like that or doesn't get it done because that's, you know, that ain't, Sure. That'll cost you hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars. You have a resume enough to, and have yeah. worked with enough actors that, that yeah. you know. And but. like, you know, Keanu is one hell of an ambassador. The first time we met Ian McShane was one of Keanu's first days off on the first John Wick. Yeah. We're in downtown New York. Dave and I are walking to the trailers a couple blocks away from set. Gonna, you know, it's like 5.30 in the morning. We're going to meet Ian McShane. You know, yeah. Just give him a quick... And what you do when you meet the actor, if you haven't already... We've already talked to him on the phone. We've Skyped with him or we've done a lunch meeting or something like that. But you want to go in the morning and say, hey, sir, this is the way it's going to go. Yeah. You know, are you cool with this? These are the sides. We thought we're going to... You know, you start warming them up. It's just yeah, yeah, a, yeah. you know, it's a professional courtesy thing. We're walking there and we bump into Keanu coming outside of, the, of Ian McShane's trailer. We're like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> He's like, oh, I just wanted to come in and introduce you guys to Ian. I'm like... 5.30 in the fucking morning. It's yeah. your day off. What do you, we just be, we have been beating the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. Like throwing him on stairs, like whatever. He's like, work. that's just, that's fucking Keanu Reeves, man. He yeah. wanted to be the emissary between director, like he wanted to introduce the directors to, like he knows how it works. He's been, like he's been an actor and dealt with, like, he, you know, he's already directed a feature. He's directed sure, a documentary. Sure. Like this is a smart guy. So by the time he walked in, he'd already prepped the end, like the guys are new, they're great, you know, blah, blah, blah. and so like, it was, he just smoothed the path. Yeah. He's a great guy, man. But what? yes, you always want great cast. He fluffed for you. He, he did. Fluffed. He fluffed. Yeah. He's, fluffing. he's a fucking great fluffer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> McShane was rock hard. Was, was Ian McShane fluff. is another great because fl- he he is awesome. I can't oh, even tell I love you. That like, guy. Our cast is awesome. Oh yeah, I love, that I love guy. my cast. Uh, uh, great guy. What about in, in terms of selecting a DP for your first thing? Did you go with a second unit DP or did you go with a guy no, who done uh, first unit stuff? We went stuff? with a guy named Jonathan Sella. Yeah. Who had great both commercial and music video. He had a look. Had you ever worked with him before? Uh, Dave had. Okay. One other show. But we had seen his work. I had been a big fan of his work. He was about our age. Uh, tough as nails. Just didn't take any shit. And was going to get his vision no matter what. Right. You know, and he's twisted, which we like. <laughs> and did he shoot two also? He is awesome. Did he shoot the second one? Uh, no. He went with Dave to Cold the City. Ah, and okay, I got... Yeah. There's another DP I've been dying to work with. His name was Dan Lauston. He had okay. done a lot with Guillermo del Toro. And he just... Uh, I didn't like the movie Crimson Peak, but I thought it was mm-hmm. amazing looking. I yeah. thought what he had done with blacks and all that stuff. Um, so I had called Dan up. He's from Denmark. Okay. And it's f- funny. 
out of his mind funny. He's awesome. Was he familiar with the first? Have you seen the first one? Or was he, he was not. So okay. I sent him the first one, and I was like, he's a fairly <laughs> completely out of my league DP, like old school. Like, what do you mean? Like, like you don't know, he knows shit about lenses that you don't know? Is that your just, yeah, like he, from the film film time. Got it. Yeah. Like yeah. old school, light and camera, fuck DI, right. do it in camera, do it great, create, like film his art. Sure. You know, uh, speed, like just an amazing human. Just you a very interesting. with two on film? No. Okay. <laughs> but we wanted to be able to light in camera. Like, I love DI. I love what we can do nowadays. Yeah, yeah. And that's digitally intermediate for people that don't know. Yep. Yeah. That's how we tweak colors and time and all stuff afterwards. But, um, uh, you know, we call him up. And he's like, oh, I'm very interested. Because he's going to do a movie with Guillermo. And it fell through. It was Pacific Rim 2. Okay, right, right, right. And it had fallen through right as we were prepping. And I was like, oh, I can get him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got to bullshit him good. Right. So we sent him. We overnighted John Wick to, uh, John Wick to him. Right. So he literally skypes me back two and a half hours later. He's like, it was a beautiful film. We can make a more beautiful film. And literally, he was on a plane in New York like the next day. Yeah. Wow. Fell in love with the guy. I mean, to this day, I love him. And does number two have a different visual look from one then? Uh, It's, I would say, it's a lot, it's along the lines of the first one, just we've expanded the world. So the colors and everything, and we've just made it um, hard to explain. Wait, wait. it's less dark same kind of thing. No, it's kind of yeah, same, just yeah. uh, a lot more color, a lot yeah. more, more, more of a palette. And what is the plot? Somebody get he gets a cat, and somebody kills the cat. Or? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I don't give anything away. He okay. can, I can give that away. Well, to you. So, so John Wick came out, and like, I mean, I remember seeing the reviews right off the bat were extremely positive. Eighty-five percent rotten tomatoes. Yeah, and this is something that fresh. It just does that. Just for doesn't a, happen for an for action flick or a genre flick. I mean, you're like, yeah. holy shit. Um, I just. Yeah. You know, it's always shocking because, like, you know, I think we were number one for, like, five days or something like that. And you see your movie up there and you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. Because yeah. when you're making it, you're like, no one's ever going to see this turd. Yeah. You know, you really believe that. You're like, no one's ever going to, you know, me and Dave would talk ourselves into, like, you know, it's okay. Just relax. No one's ever going to see this movie. We'll try another <laughs> shit. You know, we'll, we'll get it done, you know. Come on. You had to know you were making something different. Uh, we knew. Well, we knew we were going to. But, like, you know, you get beaten down. Like, they tell you different yeah. is bad. Different is bad. Oh, yeah. You go to any studios, different is bad. Yeah. You know, having that problem now. Like, people don't they didn't get the first movie they're not going to get this one so to compete with the studio like to ride the middle of the road is in my mind shit I think it's a fucking failed methodology sure. yeah. you, know, you ride the edge or you get off the fucking road yeah. right? and do you have more studio pressure on this one than that much more well the first one was independent okay. we were so bought after we were finished game. then it was okay. bought by line the rights the property was bought by lines right. now we're you know working with the studio did the budget did the budget stay at 20 for that first one or did it uh, we came in uh, they say it was about 31 million okay. total about right. 20 anywhere between 18 to 20 below the line okay. that's after right. payoff and it made like an 80 yeah. or 90 million worldwide right or uh, did right? a tad bit more than that yeah. a little more than that okay. yeah, but a chad we were, bit we, love it we were we were lucky and on TV. I mean, it made a show. I mean, yeah, yeah. Anyway, what uh, what uh, what did you learn between the two? Like, what did you do differently the second time around? Um, was much more of a dick. <laughs> Were you? Oh, yeah. Why? Not to my crew. Just like no, just you or what? No, just to no <laughs> dick. But just definitely know what you fight for. One, I'm just I wasn't going to take any shit about what I wanted for. I wanted my crew. I wanted the best people. And that, yeah. so that was a lesson you had learned on the first. Well, one? the first one we took budgetarily what we thought we I mean the first one was so, was not even half the budget of what I did the second one for so we understood the game we were so happy to get the job but we were, we got our stunt team we got our DP and we got our AD yeah after that we were pretty much we Who took was what was uh, a guy named John Saunders he was my first AD on a lot of second units that we had okay uh, you know him from guy. ESPN He's yeah John Saunders yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 
but he was great. And on the second one, I was like, I am absolutely only doing this with, I, I picked the crew. I don't care what the studio says. I don't care what anybody says. I'm yeah. picking the crew. I picked all my department heads. On the first one, we had a couple problems because yeah. we got people that were for it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's that like the fir- when I was first on The Matrix, it wasn't really The Matrix yet. Mm-hmm. It was some, if right. you read the script of The Matrix, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? Sure, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like, and then after a week of being there, you're like, holy shit, this is good. Like, we all knew. We I mean, that's what I was going to say. Is, you had the feeling that this is something thing. special. Same thing. You go into John Wick, like, you know, people don't know it's going to be something good. They just think it's a hack action movie. Yeah. So they're, you know, whatever, take the shitty crew, whoever's left, just, you know, they're always telling you, just take the guys available, you know, right. when you get through it. It's your first movie, shut the fuck up. Right, right, that right. That kind of shit. Yeah. And this one, we're like, fuck you, I want my crew. And right. that made a massive difference. Like, our movie looks like a $100 million movie. Yeah. You know, for half the cost because we got the right crew and that could push harder. You know, so, so you just, I knew what to fight for. Yeah. You know, and I knew that I needed a producer. So we had Basil and I knew I needed a great crew. I had this and I knew I wanted to shoot it in New York and Rome and I knew I needed a certain level of cast. Yeah. And after that, you know, this is, a, this is a bad question to ask somebody when they're in this point of the editing process. But is this a, like a franchise thing? Or this, are there more John Wick movies? That's a studio question. It's okay. been set up, but, but yes. This, mo- this movie ends that there could be a third one for sure. Yeah. Okay. And would you do a third one? Like you or are you I, like I, burnt? I think I would be involved. Okay. What my involvement would be would be, I guess, what the creative element would think about how this movie does and if I was the right guy for the job okay but I think I would be involved creatively in what but it that lends story itself is. to uh, I mean that character yeah. is so great that it lends itself yeah, to yeah um, you know they've got Lionsgate is working on a fantastic virtual reality experience game which is phenomenal I've played a little of it's awesome um, in coordination with the release of the movie or I don't know if it's going to be coordinated with release but they are working in it for like the, Ocul- the Oculus Rift type thing yeah it's oh, uh, awesome. ten times better than what I've seen in Oculus too. Oh, really? I mean, it's it's for real the best virtual reality game ever. Well, I'm sure John Wick first person shooter game on. It's pretty like awesome. That. Yeah. So you know, kudos to the studio for really trying to do something different with that. Yeah. So. Would you? Is it? Is it now you're like directing or bust or will you? If somebody offered you a sweet second unit gig, would you oh, take it? Was it was weird. You know, right after John Wick came out, you know, it was really cool. We got a lot of great offers, and some of those offers we we're still involved in, and. You know, of everything that was coming up, though, because of the cast, we we jumped, I guess, up in the cast system a little bit to sure. a little yeah. bigger studio film kind of stuff. Um, rom-com. They take, they, do a rom-com next. Yeah. yeah. But they, uh, uh, probably <laughs> not going to do um, I just suck at romantic comedies. I would love well, to. Well, but maybe that's your thing. Maybe you'll find out. Maybe you'll figure it out. Um, you know, if you need rent, you know. When uh, it comes along. You get Scarlett Johansson and Adrian Pelletier. My wife is Scarlett's double. Uh, Scarlett is an amazing, amazing yeah. woman. She's great. Um, <laughs> How about Adrian Padalecki? Am I saying that properly? Palicki. Palicki? Yeah, she's cool. She did a good job for us, yeah. Is she she's great? You, did you marry her? That's not your uh, No, she actually <laughs> was, I think... She was engaged to Kennery's stunt double. They met on that set, oh, and they were together for about two, three years. I think they his they recently stunt split double, up. Not yeah. you, because she's the most beautiful woman in the world. I she's uh, she's pretty cute. That's for sure. She she's is pretty uh, cute. She's a good girl. She did a good job for us. Yeah, but um, yeah, she's a bad guy in the first one. Though. I know. And she I don't think she can make it in the second one. Yeah, but she's been doing good. From what I hear, she's on Shield and a couple other things. Sounds good. Yeah. When when you like uh, when you got a call to do something like a movie like Beer Fest. <laughs> Is it like oh, a nice long time ago? But do you look at it like a comedy? When you get, you've done a lot of comedies. Like mm-hmm. when you get the comedy call, are you like, oh, it's vacation time? Um, no, no, no. I, I like it's weird when you're in the second unit mode. You're looking at what the workload is and how to expand what you know. Like yeah. you kind of like Darren or Dan, myself, Dave. Like 
it's not we're not looking at the title going ah oh, this is gonna look nice a bond it's gonna look great or if it's not a bond we're not gonna do it yeah. you look at it like okay what's involved okay it's a car chase what are we shooting on okay how what's the vibe and you go and you're like okay we want to do something different here so now I get new toys that, like you're looking at directing is weird it's all about knowledge expansion what's the new toy what's the new trick what's the new technique yeah. how do I experience it? who's the new cast like you really yeah. want to expand you want that you don't do the same old it's not a production line yeah. And it's very easy to get stuck in, whether you're a director or an action director or a second unit director, to get in the production line. Well, this is my shtick. I'm going to get it done in five days. This is my thing, and this is my you know, X amount a week. This is what I want. Sure. Most people do that. We were just looking for what's new, what's new. So if it's a sure. comedy, if it's a drama, if it's a thriller, if it's an action movie, it could be – and you always look where it is. Like, you know, Fly Me to Mallorca. You know, <laughs> you know, a romantic comedy. That could be interesting. Now we're, we're, now we're getting our bot. I mean, like, there's a thing like after, you know – Expendables movies and the Hunger Games movies and these movies, he probably doesn't even remember doing Beer Fest. It's all blurred. I, I, you know I, mean? I vaguely do. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like. I, I, we talked about that. Alan Graff, we, we did a reshoot, and I think you courted the reshoot also. Did, in the tent. In the tent, yeah. We were in some tent in Pasadena, yeah. and Alan Graff was a cheese guy, and she, a cheese thing had to go fly out through there and land on somebody. And then it turned to a bra- brawl. Yeah, yeah. sounds like Alan. Yeah. But, that's what, but that's what I mean. Alan's like, a good guy. When you're at like the, the stunt coordinator uh, country club, and you're talking to Dan Bradley, like, what are you up to? And he's like, oh, I'm doing the, um, over there doing Ronin, or doing uh, fucking three-week car chase over on Ronin, and he, how about you? And you're like, I'm doing Mean Girls. Like, does that, do you no, have I mean, that? I, you know, I think on the inside, anybody really cool in stunts or action directing, they, they get it. It's beyond the title. It's yeah. doing a good job at the work. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of dicks, too. Yeah. I think that, you know, internationally, there's a lot of. They think there's a lot of – it's hard to deal with those guys where they think the title of the movie is roughly, you know, just because you did a Bond doesn't – maybe you were the shittiest part of Bond. It doesn't, you yeah, know, right. or maybe you are the best part of Beer Fest. It doesn't, you know, just do a good job, treat you guys right. You're the Try best be part of Beer Fest. You were. Uh, <laughs> there are some good parts. Did uh, he double you at all? No. No, no, there's a lot of naked girls in it. There were naked girls. In the reshoot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was worried about giving some of the old stunt guys a heart attack. I crazy. know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Because I remember Alan Graff, the funny thing about it was that he had done a, a, a stint on Deadwood. And he had a great scene, like a fight in Deadwood, where he gets his eye ripped out. And uh, it had aired the night before we shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, reshoot. That's so right. We got into the set. Everyone was talking to Alan about that. About that. You're the guy who was in the fucking fight last night. That's which right. Which is hysterical. That's right. Which is great. Uh, one of those underrated movies that we talk about uh, actually is Ninja Assassin. Mm, yeah. you, James you, Fatigue. Yeah, well, I was second unit director on it. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's a we fucking... shot like 50 days of action. Rain. Be rain. Now, that's a guy, though, like... I, I don't know anything about him at the time. And he's it, far above average athlete. Is he? He's I, a freak. We we were led like we were led to believe he's like the Justin Timberlake of. He is with mad skills. He could okay. watch. He could watch a twenty move fight scene and memorize it. He had danced. Like, he's, he's fucking great, great in that dancer. movie. He's fucking great. But I, I, I wish I, that we, guy did more because like he's why does such he? a nice guy? I don't know. It's I mean, he's a you know, he had, already. Yeah, you know, when he came from Korea, he's already like rich. He had like sunglass lines, makeup line. You know, he's like one of the. He's a pop star. Yeah, he's speaking stuff. Yeah, yeah, really good. Super, super nice guy. Yeah, I, I mean, them. Ninja Assassin was. One, I mean, that, that was opening just, scene is just fucking great. The whole thing, the whole thing. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I think it. I wish it could have been better. It was kind of at a weird time. Yeah, for the people involved, but because there was a Warner Brothers movie, movie, no? Yeah, it was meant. It was we had conceived it. Uh, Dave and I actually went to the Wachowskis. We were like, hey, let's do a ninja movie. We just finished in Speed Racer. They said, look, we got to do some movie because we want to keep our crew together. So they thought they were going to do Speed Racer 2. So how do we keep the crew together? How do we keep our VFX guys? How do we keep our, our cast together? Dave and I came to him one day because Rain had a very small part in Speed Racer. 
but he came to the gym. We're like, oh, fuck, we got to train the weird Korean guy. Okay, let's go. And he came in, and we taught him three or four easy moves, and Rain was like, oh, I think I can do more. And I'm like, all right, brother. That's a really bad Korean accent. He sounds like he Bruce Lee. He sounds like Bruce yeah. Lee. And he did some moves. We're like, holy shit, he's good. So we spent the rest of the day just fucking around with him. Yeah. And we're like, who, and like, who the fuck is this guy again? And so I look him up on the internet, and like, oh, he's a ma- like he's massive. Like He's one of the two or three top pop stars on the planet. Yeah, like we didn't even know. Yeah, and then we know. see the dancing, and like, so we call Rain back and the next day. It's like, you didn't, t- motherfucker, who like, and we just went off. And then after the first week, we go back to the Wachowskis and we're like, you guys got to do a movie. Like, I'm sorry, we have seen everybody in this business. We have trained everybody. Sure. And this guy blows everybody away. Really? This is the most talented really? human we've ever had in our facility. He nice. rains on them. Come oh, on. What's up? I'm nailing what's up? it today. What's, what's up? So they're like, oh, really? You guys really think so? So they came to the gym and like, oh, shit. Hey, what do you think? Hey, guys. So we literally, and we had forgot about it for the next month. Yeah. It was like the last day on set of Speed Racer. We were just wrapping up. Uh, which house he's come to Dave and I go, hey man, so uh, we wrote this treatment for a ninja movie. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And they had written a treatment for a ninja movie. And they're like, we'll start rain and we'll get this going in, uh, you know, in August and blah, blah, blah. And we'll go. Holy and uh, they did. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, boom, I guess we just. Oh, that makes sense. Movie. The Warner Brothers connection. Yeah, that's how Joel Silver and all those guys were there. And they kept it together. And, you know, we never did a speed racer, too. Yeah. But, um, you know, Ninja was fun. Was yeah. there ever talk about a sequel to Ninja's Asset? Or? Um, no. I, I don't think. The director at the time, James Matee, I don't think he yeah. was very interested okay. in doing a sequel. I don't think the Wachowskis, because of other commitments and because that, I think they're a little bummed that Speed Racer didn't do what was expected yeah. and they weren't asked to do a sequel. Right. Yeah. I think they saw that as a very innovative film. And yeah, I think yeah, yeah. they were just bummed out and the whole experience bummed out. But you would work with Rain again. Oh, in a second. Well, yeah. so and just so people know, so Rain is the star of this movie, Ninja Assassin. Yeah, and he is—he's uh, the Justin Timberlake of Korea. I guess so. Yeah. Maybe more. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. he's like you know. I mean, I mean, here's the cool thing about Ninja Assassin, which I found is it was one of those rare action flicks that is a date movie. Because of Rain, because he's so good looking. Well, because like my wife was <laughs> like, <laughs> he's a good looking dude, man. My wife was like, who dat? She, like she's, I mean, yeah, she's every, Cuban. She's, she's like, that. she goes, "Who that ninja?" <laughs> <laughs> and but really, it, it was like uh, he's good without a shirt on. He's captivating. Yeah. He's captivating, yeah. and the movie's great. And the, it's another one of these things where, like, that style of action. Like, there's, I mean, look, this. We really don't have genre films anymore. It's genre, you know, a good western, a good martial art movie, a good, you know, Saturday kung fu theater kind of thing. Yeah, but why not? Because because it's, it's so hard to make a movie. Uh, so, you know what? The budget's ninja, so high. Because of who was involved in all that, the budget was very high. The budget was yeah. bigger than John Wick 2, actually. It was like 55 million. Really? Wow. For Ninja um, Assassin? If you could make Ninja Assassin, wow. if you can movies like that for 20 to 30, yeah. you'd You'll be an I just don't, you know. Uh, I think, honestly, I believe movies like John Wick and Ninja Assassin, um, Deadpool Rides the Wave, but like some of the weren't taken. Yeah. And that's, I think that's kind of programming to some of the Marvel movies that are out there now. Like, I, you know, I really enjoyed Civil War. I thought it was by far yeah. their best one yet. I mean, story wise, not scenes. just because. Great fight scenes. Yeah, just because Come the on. fight scenes. Yeah. But I thought the Russes did a great job. And like every other, you know, every three minutes there's a cool one liner. I mean, yeah, the yeah. character, they did, what we were talking about earlier with multiple cast members about everyone. Some of the Avengers always felt like everybody had to get their moment. Sure, I'm going to get the laugh. Civil War just felt like it was organic. Yeah. And every scene was. Like, I, I wouldn't have cut a scene out of the movie. Yeah. There's a couple other Marvel movies where I've been like, eh, you didn't really need that scene. Sure, that was sure, just somebody sure. getting their screen time. But yeah. this one was pretty organic, you know, uh, which I think is great. But, like, you know, so now you get superhero movies and... What else? Mm, Rom-coms. Romantic comedy's doing really well. You know, <laughs> yeah. you walk watch Amy Schumer all day. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, funny. Great. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, the biggest subgenre right going on the planet right now is horror. 
Well, sure. Yeah. Horror movies are going off. They, yeah. you know, and you know and why? Because you can make them for twenty million, yeah. and you can get a hundred million out of them. Yeah, you know, but and they're great. You change the equation a little bit with John Wick in the sense that, like, yeah, I thought it was a genre movie, and then it goes and makes a hundred million bucks, and you're like, mm. yeah, and and again, I guess that's just because I think, like, you know, you can watch your, like, you can go see, like, look at Deadpool. That's why I say it rises yeah. It's a rated R superhero movie. Yeah, you can have that movie, and I think Deadpool kind of pulls in both directions. It takes the characters and the backstory and all the good stuff. Yeah, or all the weight of all the. Um, I guess all the IP, yeah, you know, the existing property mm-hmm. from X Men and from Marvel, and then dumps it with a John Wick, yeah, you know, edge R violence, but with all the you know adult shtick, yeah, you and radar humor, yeah. You know, I one of the best things that I and you know the love scene between them was probably one of the most believable I've ever seen. Yeah, I, we were talking about this the other day. It's fucking great. Like, okay, it's already a little surreal. The character, a little unbelievable. It's, you know, he falls in love with the crazy chick with um, what's her name, Adriana. What? Uh, you know, in the Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marina, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, great. I mean, she's a cool actress. Actually, I think I it's a great on, uh, love scene. Like, it's a great yeah. montage. Boom, they're kissing, love. kissing. They're yeah. having sex. Next thing you know, he's taking it from behind with a strap on, right. and then <laughs> right. the last kiss of the movie, he does a Spider-Man kiss, and it's like that because of all the wacky sex stuff in the beginning. Yeah, you bought that love kiss right away, and you're like, oh fuck, that yeah. was genius. That was great. My, that my, was fucking genius. That, that, Only Ryan Reynolds would have gone that yeah. deep, and I love yeah. him for that. Literally yeah. gone that deep. Yeah. Literally gone yeah. that deep. The uh, brave choices. I love yeah. that. Also, you know, I, I loved the joke. You know, they're like Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Merry Christmas, Happy Halloween, and then the thing where they're they're not fucking each yeah. other, and they're like, oh, Happy Lent. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. That movie I thought drilled it. I thought I just saw Deadpool last week. Yeah. I thought it drilled it. It was yeah. great. I just think they they rode the edge, man, and. Uh, I don't think most films can't do that because you don't have an actor that believe like Ryan has no problem. And if he fell, or if he failed, or if he he didn't care. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna ride the. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And you need a guy like that. Like you know, Keanu pushed. They wanted to cut all the headshots out of John Wick originally. And yeah. Keanu's like, fuck you, we're shooting everybody in the head. Why did they want to cut out they, the headshots? They thought it was too violent. They just didn't get it. They thought it was too monotonous, too violent. The studio or the MPA? I reserve not to comment on that. Okay. But people... people <laughs> your directing partner? Uh, I'm not going to say anything. And then it was talked about. And you're like, guys, we're, you, you got to go. You, like, and we were told about they wanted to shoot an ending. Or certain people want to shoot an ending where the puppy didn't die. Okay. Puppy, sure. Puppy's got to die, man. She did. Puppy's got to die. Right. Yeah. That's all there is to it. That's what makes the movie unique. Well, that's what I mean, right? Know, Ryan Reynolds got to take it with a strap on. Our puppy's got to die. You got to ride the edge, man. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Right. Do you know if there was was there studio resistance for Ryan Reynolds taking that strap on? <laughs> I don't know if there was, but I just got to say that like you couldn't have gotten maybe there's a handful of actors on the planet that would have done that. Brave. I'll say this: watching it, that might have been my hardest laugh of the entire movie because yeah. every there isn't a dude out there that didn't go. <laughs> Yeah. It was just right. well. It's like you know how self-deprecating. Like, good. what a great fucking choice that guy made to just take it up the ass. And he just, on. yeah. I thought, sure. and that bought him so much. Uh, he earned that last kiss of me. Now I believe they're in love now, just because of that goofiness. I was like, right on. Yeah, like, you didn't right make on. comedies then. Uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm not a very funny guy. <laughs> You're doing all right. Yeah. What uh, we got to wrap up? He's got to get going. What do, what do you got next? What's, what's after? Are you don't want to think about that shit? John McTwo, you still have what six months of your life? Nah, we're 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 two thirds of the way through. Okay. So that's where I'm going next. I'll go to the music, our music. We're trying to look for some interesting artists to do. I need like one or two needle drops, which okay. is an actual song or song yeah. written yeah. for the movie. So I'm going to go meet uh, a couple artists over at our composer's house and see if we like them. Okay. Well, so is that, is that, you know, like what is on your mind currently? Like if, as a director of John Wick 2, what's weighing on your mind that is like, um, fucking bugging you? Like sitting in a room here with us shooting the shit. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, you just—it's weird. Like you, when you're making the movie, you're pretty much the you know, the world can fuck off. It's going to be my way. It's my vision. Yeah. Then at the end of the day, when you're in post and you start testing, um, 
studios test screen a lot for all your audience yeah, and yeah, then yeah. actually yeah. listen to the norm <laughs> which yeah, yeah, yeah. is scary as fuck yeah. um because if you listen to too many people, you get what 90% of all films are, which are mediocre and across the boards and stale. Yeah. You know, I'd rather go with the edginess and force people, like, just fucking watch it. And at least you'll love me for being different. What do you get out of it? Because we talk about test screens a lot. We talk about on the show a lot. But for us, it's to find where the laughs are, right? Yeah, that's all it is. And for so, you, for, so for us, that's where you know where you are. But for you, it's different. Like, what's, no, it's, what are you it's looking a big, for? That's exactly, I, you know... That's what I was getting at. It's like, you know, you start the movie and you're like, fuck you. You know, it's you against the world. Fuck everybody else. I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And then when you're in post and you start test screening, all you really care about is you want people <laughs> to like your movie. That's right. Like when you're sitting in the audience, you try to have that, you know, stoic, it's cool. They just don't understand my movie. Like at the sure. end of the day, you just want to Absolutely. like it. You, like you're an entertainer. Like you didn't just go through and put your whole life on the line and sweat blood and tears in your soul. So people go, that sucked. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah. you want to entertain. You want to know that you had your finger on the pulse of something. And the best for me is when people look at it and go, I never thought I would have. Like, John Wick was the greatest compliment you could have ever given Dave or I. It was, I'm using it on any of that kind of movie. Yeah. That was cool. Or our best, our favorite is, didn't quite expect that. Yeah. Right. Didn't think I'd like John Wick crying over a puppy that shoots, you know, 84 people. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Well, and that's with this one, you know. So I test screen. I want to see where the laughs are. I want to see where people get it. I want, to, I want to tell a story. I want it to. I'm all about when I grew up watching Bond and Indiana Jones. I, I like wish fulfillment movies. I like a fan. Take me on a ride. Let me yeah. forget about my fucking mundane life. Yeah. <laughs> of being a shitty Hollywood director. Yeah. And, uh, you know. You're the worst. You're yeah, the worst. Terrible yeah. lifestyle I have being a stuntman also. <laughs> Uh, but like you want to be transported so hopefully John Wick 2 is a transportation where the first one was an introduction to a character in a wacky world second one is all about what's it like living in this world what are the rules what are the cool places you go to so if I can transport you get the laughs and make people go that was a cool idea. I've never seen that, never seen that, never seen that. Don't know if I like any of those, but I've never seen it before. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of two hours, I was fucking, or an hour and 51 minutes, yeah. according yeah. to the studio. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was entertained. Yeah. And that's, well, I just want to entertain you for two hours, man. Yeah. It's what, you know, I mean, it's like that for everything. You know, it was uh, Seinfeld talking about Louis C.K.'s process with FX, with the mm. FX show, which is just like stand-up comedy. You don't know what's going to be funny. You can mm-hmm. write what you think is funny, but the audience is going to tell you. But, like, you people should stay out of it because... Like, I'm the one with the vision, so let me do it. Right. And then we'll see what the audience responds to at the end of the day, and then right. we can tailor it after that. But I think that's the same way here. Yeah. It's just you get a lot of money marketing. And anytime you get people that are trying to sell your movie for different reasons, you're trying to make it, you're always going to have a bit of a conflict. So yeah. It's just finding the... Uh, the patience to endure. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, congrats, and, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's awesome. It's, uh, so rom-coms next? Rom-coms next. Uh, yeah, I, you know, maybe. Let's send them a rom-com script. A, a very, we have a stack of them. We'll send, you know, we'll send you one. I mean, if they involve, yeah. you know, headshots, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's called headshot. Yeah, uh, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think it might be uh, action or like we call it world creation. I like things where you What's can create world creation? World, like John Wick, we created a world. I see, uh, I see, I see. You know, uh, we're Dave and I are both involved in a, a Chris Pratt project called Cowboy Ninja Viking, based on oh, graphic novel. Oh, I was just reading is, about that. That's probably our, our favorite up and coming project. To direct or to do to direct? Yeah. Oh, great. So wait, what what's going on with that? Because I was just reading, and it's like it's a character who embodies all. He has of the... a triple person. He's multiple personality disorder. He has three personalities: one's a cowboy, one's a ninja, one's a Viking. And are you guys, you're direct or second unit? That uh, direct. <laughs> Fucking all, What did I? Where did I just read about that? Was it in like Hollywood Reporter or yeah, something? It's been a. It's been popping up lately. Okay, I'll tell you. Like Great honestly, deal. it stuck out. I was like, that's a pretty cool idea. Could be pretty cool, and they're trained assassins, and there's a group of split personality people that are 
at all. Dude, <laughs> That's great. I'm fucking schizophrenic, bro. I'm, yeah. I'm schizophrenic. There's nothing like a schizophrenic <laughs> cowboy ninja or viking. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that, yeah. too. If the eight-year-old me only knew I was doing that movie, it'd be awesome. Hey, listen. <laughs> when we made Club Dread, it was like uh, Bill Paxton whipped his dick out at me and said, uh, beef, it's what's for dinner. And if when I was watching Weird Science when I was a kid, knowing that I was going to be working with Chet, Chet. and he was going to do that to me, I would have been psyched. <laughs> yeah. Still good not to see Chet's dick, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, naturally, naturally. But, you know. Cool. All right. Thank you. Right. For, well, thanks, guys. Right, thanks for, what do you guys call it? Chewing? Thank, chewing chewing Thank you for chewing in my editorial office. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to, sorry to derail your day. No, no. Yeah. Actually, it was quite nice. Like my blood down. pressure's come down a little bit, and I haven't had a drink in the full hour you've been here. I'm okay. good. You okay. get to reflect on things. Yeah. Right. I'm going to be sober for my next meeting. It's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Right. All right. Glad we could help out, dude. Thanks. All right. Cool, man. Thanks, Thanks, Chad. Thanks. How do you say goodbye on the radio? Uh, we, we chew. We chew. We chew. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's you want to do it first? Love your work. Yeah. 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 Thanks, dude. Talk to everybody next week. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 